Ladies and gentlemen, we are glad to be back. Roger Goodell has finally let us out of our, our COVID suspension, if you will. No, I'm kidding. We're back. It has been weird times. I'm sitting next to me as always. Big Dilly. Dill, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Uh, I don't know if everyone can hear right now, but the crowd is going wild for us here in the background. The live audience is lit, and I am ready to talk just in general. So uh, I haven't, haven't spoken in a few months. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're out of the cage now. So sure, the, sure. The zoo is free. Live audience, right. Sure. Doge, how are you all the way up there in Cleveland, man? Splendid. Uh, we had quite the snowstorm today. Uh, snowing all night and then in through the day, so I had to shovel the driveway about three separate times. Eesh. But uh, other than that, man, it's good to be back. Good to be sitting here chatting some sports with you boys, so uh, looking forward to what we have here. Definitely. Always good to be sitting here with you guys and, and all these odd, uh, strange times that we've got. So let's... Uh... Let's get to a little NFL, boys. We've got a lot here. We're going to focus only on the NFL here on episode 70, the Rayfield Wright Hall of Fame Cowboys uh, offensive lineman, and the Dennis Rodman in his last season for the Mavericks episode. So episode 70, we've got a good one for you. We're going to break down a little bit of our favorite moments of the league here so far, a little pour one out as well. Um, second quarter, we can get to a little... Uh, what we call the naughty or nice list for our pl- our playoff teams here. <clears throat> Third quarter, we're going to do a little uh, playoff picture. And then in the fourth quarter, I mean, we've got to guess the lines. We've got to bet on something here. We've got nothing else to do here uh, in quarantine. So first things first, there's one thing that's not going to change about this podcast. We always got to warm it up. So without further ado, Big Dilly, mm. I'll give it to you first. That way we, we can... Uh, Start out with some flames here. Yeah, let you warm up. Take okay. all the, take all the time you need, I guess. No, it's gonna Maybe be I quick. Should, I probably shouldn't say that, but well, I'll get off of that search. From Go ahead history. and warm her up. Okay, so in the previous <laughs> weekend we had here, uh, we had a pretty little uh, scary incident here in F one. Just uh, it's a different kind of sport. I oh, a little racing. Yeah. So car guy deal. Romain Groshan. I'm probably. <laughs> Not pronouncing. Roman Grosjean, yep. You know yep. about this, Doge? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you know about this, Teach? I heard about a crash, but I didn't. I don't know his name is Roman Grosjean. If you have not seen the video, it is absurd how quickly that car catches on fire. It is. It hits the wall, splits in half, immediately catches in a massive fireball. Somehow, okay. he walked away from it, and he was okay. Obviously, he got out of there pretty quickly. Otherwise, the flames would have probably taken him uh, down. Here's a little wow. picture. Oh, my. I mean, it was it was absurd. So, uh, thankfully, it seems like he's okay. I'm sure he's probably Ooh. a little bit banged up after that. I don't know many people would be okay after nailing a wall going whatever speed he was going. Um, but it was a little scary incident there. So, um <clears throat> Just want to start off with a little flamethrower here. So, I guess. You know. All right, well, <clears throat> I'll go next. You, I'm, could, you could say I'm warmed up. Yeah. Um, I'll go next here. First off, I got to say, Gordon Hayward, enjoy the money. Just real quick. Good for you. 
I'm glad Danny Ainge whipped into a signing trade. But I'm going to go to a little bit of bubble talk. A little uh, article came out in GQ um, about some of the things that were going on in the bubble, some of the convos, some of the games players did and stuff. And one of the best quotes about it was about Boston Celtics point guard Kemba Walker when playing the game heads up, which if you've never played for, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have your phone out and uh, you 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 kind of flick it down in a motion um, while you're holding it on your head out where everyone can see what the what your phone is reading, but you can't. And I believe you kind of describe, people try to describe what is on your phone. And so in this instance, uh, Ja Morant had Harry Potter on the phone on his head and Kemba Walker described Harry Potter with, I quote, they be flying on brooms and shit. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently it? jaw got right away yeah so like it it worked um <clears throat> but either way it's just a hilarious like that's one of the little things that like they were doing down there is just playing like you know drinking games like we would have and stuff or like other little things like that maybe little they weren't snippet. drinking for that but <clears throat> just hilarious little things that they were doing on the bubble so. so i didn't know that's what you were talking about earlier when you said it and yeah. i immediately asked you oh harry potter so yeah. like I also knew that you had that on, or at least were kind of right passively watching Harry Potter over the weekends. That's that's what I thought it was. I had nothing. No, to do with... that's it was okay. about that. Yeah, okay. the, the Kemba thing. Hilarious, for sure. which is funny. That's great. Yeah, Doge, give me a warm up there all the way up in Clee, especially since you got all the snow. Yeah, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a go. I had to pour one out for Kendall Hinton, uh, wide receiver for Sheesh. the Denver Broncos, pulled up from the. The practice squad because all three quarterbacks were uh, designated ineligible for this weekend's game. Uh, he was one for nine throwing, actually had more interceptions than completed passes with uh, two interceptions. They lost to the Saints. I think it was what thirty-one to three. Yep. Yeah. Probably should probably should have been more. Uh, but pouring out for him, man, he was thrown into a tough situation. Yeah. Uh, having to try to lead a team after never having run any practice reps with them at quarterback. So, uh, shouts to Kendall Hinton, but uh, poor one out as well. That was a that was a rough outing. <laughs> yeah, would have been cool if he just lit it up, but like, it just goes to show you how wildly <laughs> yeah. tough that position yeah. is, and how yeah. much like repetition goes into it. Like they talk, exactly. about, they talk about how you always need to be on the rhythm with your guys, and like. If you've never practiced with him, you're going to be one for nine with two interceptions. And plus, he doesn't play that position either. So, <clears throat> While we're pouring one out, Doge, let's move to the first quarter. We'll just get it out of the way. <sighs> it's brutal. If we're going to talk NFL, we got to talk Joe Burrow. Tough, tough play. A lot of people are blaming the offensive line. Or they really didn't necessarily have much to do with it on that play because it's kind of a freak accident. But, I mean, he was one of the highest-hit QBs, I think, in NFL history up, up until that game. Obviously, I'm sure those stats are going to change now with him not playing anymore. But additional structural damage is not anything you want to hear along with all the other ACLs, MCL, Major L that you want to hear. Just, ugh. I don't know. It's cool to see everyone reaching out and like talking about how he's going to be back and a lot of cool things that you've heard about him. With like, I know CJ Uzama said that he was already in the locker room asking all the things that he could do, and they were very impressed with his 
pain tolerance and stuff. So, like, he said that'll be impressive, hopefully. And Adrian Peterson and Sean Watson, some other guys that have had similar injuries, said they're going to help him out, too, hopefully. So, it's tough, but <clears throat> you hate to see what I would say was, like, the hardest Cincinnati right now going down. And and one of the our league's favorite players, one of the young stars in the league. I know Dill is a fan. He's not a Bengals fan, but he liked Joe. And I'm sure Doge has similar feelings. But either way, just a bummer. Doge, give me your thoughts. I know you would just had a different experience of getting the news about it or whatever, I think, and it was just tough. Or it was, I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah, so I wasn't actually able to watch the game, and uh, then I I get the news afterwards that he had the injury, and then I went and watched the video, and it uh, brought back a lot of feelings of when Carson Palmer went down in our, yep. our playoffs game against the Steelers uh, back in the early 2000s, and... Uh, we know that that was a tough injury for Palmer and that he never really fully recovered from that. You know, I hope that Burrow's going to be able to to come back and, and play at the same level that he was playing at. But uh, like you said, man, uh, the injury report doesn't sound great. And, you know, we, we wish him the best. We know that he's a tough guy and that he has a high pain tolerance. But, you know, hopefully the recovery uh, goes well and we can just have him back at some point next year. Um, but the way the way it seems that he may not even be back at the start of the year, so it's it's tough to see him go down like that, especially since he did show so much promise and, like you said, kind of gave a little life to Cincinnati for a little bit. So it was it was fun seeing him out there. Some promising things about it are that um, his arms didn't get hurt, so he's still gonna be able to throw, and his mind didn't seem to get hurt or wavered by it. So he's gonna be able to either learn more about the plays or the playbook or whatever. And so hopefully he can just come back and be more of a, a master like he was. But either way, just a major bummer. Dill, give me your your thoughts as an outside perspective guy. Yeah, so having torn my ACL meniscus and other not as yeah, right. tough, I don't think. I mean, it wasn't under contact. Mine was a non-contact injury in basketball. But um, just seeing that, like... You could literally just, see his knee pop uh, in and out. God, and man, it is so freaking gross. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, it was, it was a nasty injury. And, and something to do with the football team always being around the center of that is, I don't get it. Is that team just cursed or what? Either way, it was uh, it was gross. That field it was very, might be cursed. It was very sad to see somebody who would be potentially one of the best like NFL quarterbacks of the upcoming generation to have his first season swept away from him just because of an injury that, like you said earlier, was a freak accident. Like, players get rolled up on each other all the time. This one was just particularly bad. <clears throat> um, having him always under pressure and dress, like, you felt like something was going to happen eventually if he kept, you know, having to continue with that pressure and always have somebody hit him. You know, when he got, I think it was against the Eagles, when he got rocked, right? Like, yeah, that was something, and he got mm-hmm. right back up on his feet pretty much after. I think he had the wind knocked out of him, but like, yeah, he didn't like look like it was bad. It was well, just yeah, like he just needed to get his like, breath back. Oh shoot, no! And like, yeah, <clears throat> and I think that you know, for him as a Bengals fan, like you know, you you just think about man, like we were so close to having somebody who he showed the potential to drive down the field, win you guys a game if it was close. Um, the team necessarily didn't play well around him, but he was definitely the shining star of the locker room. And I think that's 
got to be the most disappointing thing is that, you know, he seemed to be a really good leader so far. Like, I don't know who else on the team stepped up as a leader or as, like, a Bengals fan, if you guys know who uh, so-and-so is, you know, definitely a, a prominent in, leader. For in the, the Bengals right yeah. now? Like, Don Bell is a big guy, big okay. leader right now. So, um, like, veteran guy. Yeah. Been in the league for a while. But just recently got to the Bengals. Right. But, like, he's one of our, our big leaders now. He's I've been, been on good teams before. Right. Right. Joe, you know, his his rookie year already having that role, I think, would have played a huge significance moving forward. Right. Um, T. Higgins' relationship that well, he Well, they said Joe was one of the leaders on the team. Right. Even with well, that, like... That's what I'm saying. Right. That, like, <clears throat> it's just that much more... Right. Ugh, that kind of feeling. So, I mean... You could have told me, I swear to God, this is absolutely delusional because, of course, I'm a fan. But you could have told me that, like, dude, we were rolling, Joe was figuring it out, we were kind of going on a mini run, we were going to sneak in, COVID was going to shut stuff down, we are going to get the eighth seed in the playoffs. We are still in the hunt graphic, even though it was ridiculous. Of course we weren't going to do that because we needed to get worse for a pick, but he made it believable that we're in any game that we're like, dude, we could maybe come back and win this thing. And, like... That was never the case with Andy Dalton, like, he and I love like, Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton would have gotten the same outpour and outcry. He doesn't have a, certainly from the rest of the league. He doesn't have that demeanor. even from Cincinnati, and even though I love Andy, but like it's Joe, not right. Joe just has that demeanor of just like I'm here to get shit done. You just want to root for Joe Burrow, like you just and do. He was on pace to beat Andrew Luck's rookie season passing yard record. I hope Herbert does now, so, just cause, but. I don't know. It, a lot of good things going on. He was going to be rookie of the year, dude. You got to think so. It was really fun watching him play the Browns up in Cleveland. Maybe if the Chargers won more games, you could have said Herbert, but I think he would have been rookie of the year. Joe. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would have had the stats so. for it. Especially if like we would have popped off a, a win against, like, I don't know. A divisional. You guys or the Steelers <laughs> the next game, right? Or the next time we play them, but no. Um. <clears throat> So, it'll probably go to Herbert, though, I would say now. I would imagine with Burrow being out that Herbert's got to be the clear choice for rookie of the year for sure. Yeah. I would think so. For offensive, yep. Yeah. All right. So, to cheer us up, since we've had such an awful Joe experience. By the way, pouring out for Dak and anyone else that got injured this season. I know a lot of Cowboys yeah. just got injured. Lane Johnson had to retire. He's been so injured. That's terrible. AQ Shipley retired yeah, after the week. Jesus, yeah, he got smoked. That was terrible. That stinks, too. He was really good. Boso with an ACL. Saquon with an ACL. Yeah, it's just been a High-profile year. players <clears throat> with of, significant injuries. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, to cheer us up, we're going to give our favorite moments of the season. Does anyone, would anyone like to volunteer? I have a, a few in the pocket ready to go. This is, in general, not... Just for your favorite moment of the season. What's, what's something you're just like, dude, so, here we are. Just, that was great. The Browns scoring 49 points on the Cowboys. Yeah. And seeing how they were doing it. Odell with an ACL. How do we forget that? Anyway. Terrible. Um, so I was, I was working, but I was getting updates about fantasy and for the Browns uh, app that I'm a part of. So I just kept getting like these absurd, holy crap, how did this play just happen? You know what I mean? Like Odell with the with the catch from Jarvis. And right. then, you know, they kept scoring, kept scoring, kept scoring, went up huge. And then in typical Browns fashion, couldn't just seal it. And then they started <laughs> letting them kind of creep back in. I'm standing there going, dude, like, 
how much were we at by? Like, and now it's a two possession game, and if they get a two point conversion and a field goal, it's tied. Um, but what a game, though. A lot of points. I mean, that's a fun game to watch if you're actually able to watch it. Not that a good defensive battle isn't, but it's just not as fun. Right. It's like watching a good pitcher's duel in baseball versus watching the ball get knocked around the park. It's just more action. Yeah. I want to see some live action. Live action. So, I I mean, like, as a Browns fan, that was probably mine, but you guys are probably going to have some good ones and be like, oh, yeah. As a general NFL fan, that would be... Doge, do you have you have a good one? If not, I got one if you need some more time. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> so Bengal-related just real quick. Like I said, there's no way the Titans are any good if the Bengals just, just rip them to shreds. I know they, I think they turned over some of their defensive players, but we smoked them. It was awesome. So much fun to watch. It was a look over It here. was the first time, not the first time, but I was just like, Oh man, like Joe Burrow's gonna be really good. Like yeah. I, th- I knew he was gonna be good, but I was like, dude, he's gonna be super good. He's picking these guys apart. Mike Vrabel's not a, an idiot. I know their defense was bad though, or kind of still is not great, but so favorite moment, and it's kind of a I'm gonna call it a dual moment just because this guy has been one of my favorite guys since he's been in the league now, but this season specifically, DK Metcalf. With the chase down play against the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. is an all time play. Not just an all like this cool season play. Like that is one of like, it was like Tyreek Hill when he caught up to, um, was it Damian Williams or was it Miko Hardman when he was doing that run the other the other year where he just oh, literally, he just, I forget yeah. who it was, but he just literally <clears throat> just smoked past him. And DK was the same way where he's just like, I'm not letting this guy score, and I'm going faster than everybody. And the other little part to this was, I guess, last night, Monday Night Football, Jim Schwartz came up to DK before the game and said, you're not Megatron, you're not at his level yet. Which obviously pissed him off, and then he went out and had like 177 yards, I think at least a touchdown, if not two. And his response after the game was, that made me upset. Like, like he had nothing to say. Like, (laughs) Like, dude, like... He's a monster, and if I guess if you pulled up the stats, his stats are, I don't think they're significantly better, but they're better than, like, Megatron's at this point in his career. Like, by touchdowns by a significant amount, I thought. Like, seven or eight. <clears throat> I was like, oh, man. The difference is, I think, for him, it's the speed and size factor, whereas, like... Megatron? No, DK. He's. Fa- I feel like DK's faster. Right. So, like, he can just blow by people or outrun them. Megatron, I feel like... He can jump just over get, and just... He'll moss you. I was going to say, the high point is yeah. so much higher, I feel like, for him than anybody... Like a jump ball, I'd rather have Megatron for sure. Yeah. Like, in the red zone, you put Megatron out there, throw the ball up. Right. I'm very confident, 90% sure, he's coming down with it. And yeah. the other 10% is because I throw it poorly. Yeah. Doge, you got a moment? Yeah, I do. So... You reminded me a couple times this season, uh, the same game where DK Metcalf had the chase chase down. Um, yes. Cardinals actually wound up coming back to win that game, and one of the plays uh, in crunch time, Larry Fitzgerald for the second time this year, runs up as the, as the Cardinals are driving down and need a field goal, runs up, grabs the ball, places it down, hands it to the ref so they can get the spike in, so they can get the field goal in to send it. I think that was to send it to OT there. Um, but earlier in the season, 
did the same thing just for the Cardinals to get the win. So uh, love seeing Fitz out there. One of my favorite receivers to watch uh, as I was growing up. So uh, just the awareness and know-how to say, yo, we only have five seconds left on the clock. we got to get this ball down and to run and grab it and place it down for the ref just to have as a play. Uh, good to see from Fitz, and those are always kind of the – the non-highlight plays that you like to see when you're when you're watching a game that's coming down to the wire. <clears throat> um, and we can't go without talking about just Alex Smith getting back on the field. <clears throat> you know, we talked about everybody getting injured and stuff. And uh, quick pour one out to Rigoberto Sanchez just was diagnosed with cancer. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he had a tumor. And he has uh, a tu- cancerous tumor. tumor and yeah. he was doing like really well for the Colts so that's a major bummer and mm-hmm. punting's nothing easy so but with someone returning you got to give him good props so Alex Smith for sure he had probably a worse journey but also Big Ben has been been pretty good this year obviously they're a good team but he's also coming back from injury too so he's been very <clears throat> Big Ben like yeah, he's just yeah he <clears throat> seems like Big Ben you know, he seems like he's kind of bad. A couple years before, he didn't really seem like he was Big Ben. This year, he kind of seems like Big Ben. Yeah. So, good to see those guys back this year for sure. Um, let's move on here. Second quarter. It's time to see who's naughty and who's been nice this season. I got a good one for you, Doge. Let's hear it. Are the Dolphins naughty or nice this year? Listen, the Dolphins are nice. The Dolphins are kind of nice. I like I like the system that Flores has brought to the to the Dolphins. They've been able to succeed with both Fitzpatrick and with Tua. Tua obviously having a little bit of injury problems as of late, but uh, it's a team that you know will will lean on a little bit of its defensive support. But they're able to bring out wins, and especially in a year where the the Patriots are struggling in that same conference and have the Dolphins build up there right now. And I think the Dolphins are a little nice. I think the Dolphins are pretty nice. I, I wonder if Tua is what his deal is yet. I know he kind of got benched for poor play, probably potentially some health stuff in one of those games. So we'll see how he bounces back. But they have Fitz, um, who's always quality. So I think the rest of their team is built really well. Brian Flores is a good coach there. It seems like he's really got them playing well. And they're playing, uh, you know, against good teams. They're playing well against them for the most part. So I would say the Dolphins are a nice team. I would say um, they're not the nicest, you know, kid in the classroom, but they're they're nice. They're a nice kid. I wouldn't be surprised to see them right there in the in the seven seed as the playoffs roll around. Currently at number six right now. So I could see them down at the seven. I could see them staying at the six. I could see them winning a game, maybe, depending on who they play. But I could also see them, if they fall, getting smoked by the Stellars or maybe the Chiefs. So we'll see what they end up doing. Um, Dill, you got the Dolphins. You, you think they're nice? You think they're naughty? In the playoff. Atmosphere. I'm thinking they're naughty. Okay. They've been nice, but I think overall they're naughty. They aren't. aren't. It will probably come down to quarterback play. Yeah. If not, it's going to come down to defense quarterback play. Defense is good, but yeah. Like, I trust Fitzpatrick more than Tua right now. 
Well, that's maybe what they're going to have going, though. They might flip that, I so, guess. So we'll see. I think as soon as two is healthy, I think he's going to play again. Maybe. We'll see. Because they're quick to pull Fitzpatrick. I mean, you probably do want to get in playoff experience. But, I mean, if you think you got a chance to win the big chinger. So maybe they are kind of naughty. But they're also, I think, like, they're naughty, but they're going to get, like, a present this year. They were bad, but they They'll get, like, a stocking. They didn't do anything terrible. Yeah. Two of those I think wins. They're getting some nice gift cards in the stocking still, but then they open up the the wrapped present. It's so cold. You're like, okay, we're losing in the first round, but we made it. Yeah, and they they've shown they can do that. <laughs> um, with their defense, mm-hmm. they're very competitive, but they aren't perfect. No, they. And then two of those games. So if you take the Jets out of there, who are absolute trash. Sure. They're five and four. Sure. So having that divisional opponent opponent who's terrible definitely plays to their advantage along with everyone else in that division. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. I I think they're going to be nice in the future, but this year they're still maturing. They're, they're definitely they're naughtier naughty. than they are nice, I guess, this year, but they're still not they're gonna they're a good kid. I'd yeah. Say. All right, I've got another good one for you, Dill. I'll go right back to you. Okay. Sticking the AFC for this one. I think I have a, an idea who you're going with. Start with an R. It does. Which one do you think? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Are they naughty or nice? Beat the Chiefs this year. That's nice. I've had some bad losses this year. I think they lost to Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. They enjoy... They just got trounced by the Falcons. I do know that. That's so, like, just absolutely ridiculous. How like, That's freaking naughty. They had five... That's t- bad. That's bad of them. <laughs> like, they took the car out for a spin around the block, and they're in trouble. As a 12-year-old. But when they beat the Chiefs, it's like, oh my god, they made dinner for the whole family. Like... And cleaned up the room, and they got an A on the test. Like, whoa! Yeah, who is this guy? <clears throat> I think they're they're naughty. I think so too. I think they're a smart kid, so they can act nice when they need yeah. to. But they're naughty. A little manipulative. Yeah, they know how to prep for some stuff. Right. I think if with in the playoffs though, they might be nice because John Gruden, I feel like, typically has a team that is well prepared. Right, which is like which the, is not what happened Sunday against. Which the to my point is like that's a smart kid. They're gonna get nice around Christmas time. Got to get those presents up. Yeah. Start shaping up for around Christmas time. Very true. So, I would say, smart naughty kid, who can be nice. Doge. Well, give me your assessment of our assessment. If we're going the Raiders, I'm, I'm definitely going a little naughty. Um, you know, they, like you said, had the win against the Chiefs, played the Chiefs for the second time, almost got the W, but couldn't quite pull it out. Derek Carr plays really well in that game. But that's also a divisional matchup that they've seen a lot of tape for over and over and over again. You know, that's a team they play two times a year, at least, every year. So, um you know, when it comes to the other games, like you said, a few bad losses as well. And when I think it comes down to crunch time, 
may may not quite be able to deliver like some of the other powerhouses in the AFC Woods. So I think I'm looking at Naughty on this one. So I guess what this comes down to is, especially if Josh what's... Jacobs, by the way, is still nicked up. I know he's got a hamstring An- thing right ankle. now. Ankle. Oh, ankle. Excuse me. So what do you play? What do you put a higher uh, factor on the good wins or bad losses? This is like tournament time, NCAA March Madness. This year, I would say, depends on if anybody was on a little COVID action, but otherwise I'd say um, bad losses. Like right now, you look at the Chiefs, and they've had a bunch of good <clears throat> wins, but the thing that sticks out is that that Raiders lost. Like, are they vulnerable? They can lose. If the Chiefs are 10-0, we'd be talking about how freaking unbelievable the Chiefs are. They were the Best nicest, team of all time. nicest kid in the class. They're they're doing everything for everybody. They, they've they never not turned in their homework. They literally show up to school way they do, early. They do every extracurricular. They actually filled in for the sub when he had to go to the bathroom. They're <laughs> teaching the segment. Like They're the best kid ever. <clears throat> the Steelers are a nice kid. They're getting all the gifts. I still think they're, they have some fraudulent in them, which is wrong. I know it's not true, but I just... It's the Bengal fandom. It's the AFC North of me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, dude, if we bro, we could beat them. Which is not true. We wouldn't. We'd lose. So they'd trounce us again. But I'm still in my head. I'm like, man, dude, he'd figure it out. But no. So. <clears throat> just like where are you the, are, I'm probably like, give, give us a crack. We'll, we'll get them. It's like, yeah. I mean, so with the bad losses, the Browns have one bad loss, and that's to the Raiders, who also beat the Chiefs. The weather in that game was atrocious. So neither team could throw. The wind was howling. What's the Browns' good the wind? Because that's an, if you're gonna pull out that, then we gotta pull out that too. I'm saying because you guys are highlighting the losses. I agree, but that, <clears throat> that's different though for that. Like the highlight, the losses, and you're up at the tippy top. So I, I think that if we were able to beat the Ravens, the second time we play them. I don't think that like they're naughty this year. They're not not they're not the nice boy on the block. They yeah, got in Ravens trouble this year. This year yet. Like that's not what we've seen so far. Hey, they got caught like cheating on a test or something. They're in trouble. They're gonna probably get some presents. So okay, the, the they Colts got a, They got a fluff schedule, so they're gonna besides against you guys, I think, Ravens, so they're gonna probably go in the playoffs. I think the Colts was probably the best one we've had. And the Texans limiting to Deshaun Watson to seven points. Again, Doge, terrible weather. So, The four and seven Texans? It, Deshaun Watson to seven points. I, that's, I, it's fair. But it was like a tornado. Right. So that's, that's my follow-up to that was, you know. I think the Browns are naughty, unfortunately. I think they're naughty. I think, I think it's because of Baker. Baker's a naughty guy. He is an Audi guy. Their their run game is the nicest. It's, it's so nice. They're gonna nice get all the defense gifts. too. Yeah, getting flash flash uh, Garrett back. I was watching, I was watching that Browns game this weekend, and Baker just completely missing a wide open Higgins in the middle of the field in the end zone was just the saddest thing. Was he trying to throw it as hard as he could? <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, Baker was trying to throw it his normal speed, which is as hard as anyone else can. Jeez. 
Chiefs. See, I don't, I don't know about that. I think Baker tries to rear back too much, and he tries to think well, that his arm is going to compensate for figuring out the distance and the speed of the receiver and whether it's going to be in stride or not. And he just tries to chuck it in I mean, there as was, fast as he, he can. Into the hey, end zone. There was hey, that defender, there was that defender hey. within five yards of it. Guys, <laughs> Browns are eight and three. We cannot be talking shit about them. We can't do it. I think can't, they're naughty. Uh, they're naughty, but we can't be sitting they're here. Naughty, we can't be. J- this is the. This may be the best they ever do. Kidding, but this is the best it's been for a minute. They barely beat Jags this weekend. Dude, we we barely beat Colts. Lost to the Jags, and I thought the Colts were pretty good, but that's the week only one. win the Jags had. Week one, and what's his face had an absolutely just. He was on fire. Oh, Mitch, the big yeah, Mitch. I mean, he had like one incompletion after his first incomplete. Like, that's. I mean, I agree. I don't know. The, just, the Browns are definitely naughty. I'm just saying. They didn't even have Minshew out there. The Browns are definitely naughty. No, they did. I'm saying. Uh, Not against the Browns. No. Right. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying, right? They have Jake yeah. Luton. Luton free. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the Browns as, win. As Sal would say, Vladimir Luton. The Browns' wins have not been great. I mean, they've been pretty close, which is I actually kind of like the That's fact why that we you can... have to measure the losses because the wins haven't been great. But I like the fact that we're able to close a game out even if it is close. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like we we we're grinding through these games and finding a way to win because years past, dude, those are games that we end up losing at the end. Fair enough. So, like the game where we came back, the second game against the Bengals, heartbreaker for you guys. But that yeah, drive, that's a Browns loss every time. But Stefanski is good enough. Should be can like up in the coach of the year consideration. Not gonna win it because Tomlin, probably maybe Ron Rivera because if they win the division there. But Stefanski is a beast. I'm serious. Um, because he's I mean, come off cancer too. That's a comeback year, and they were terrible last year. So. They and Alex some, Smith, he has back. I'm saying they should get some credit for that. Chase Young's been a beast. I mean, they've been they've been all right. Right. They but, could be okay. They have playmakers. Right. But either so, way, Stefanski's been good. This is the best Browns team I've ever seen. Like, they are not will not go to the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. <clears throat> just cause they're not that they're not they're not that nice. Anyway, but they're I, nice. I just see the eight and three with only three losses there, so I had to bring that up with the bad losses. Now sure. I will say. Yeah, we lost to good opponents, but we got absolutely walloped both of those games, which was a terrible way to lose. Like, if we lost close to a division opponent like those two, it would make it a little bit better. Like, right now, they're scheduled to play... The Browns? The Bills. And that's a game they would probably lose, I think. Beat them last year. But they have Stephon Diggs now. He's been... Cash money for him. Second best receiver in the league, I think, in terms of I, th- I think we yards. could get uh, Josh Allen win. to turn the ball over. That's that's where I think. And I think they could get Baker Mayfield to turn the ball over. So it's like, who's going to be better there? I don't know. That, but that's game. a game that they could win or they could lose. That'd be a, good, sure. that'd be a good game. And any other year, I think, especially with freaking... Uh, I can't even think of his name anymore. What position? Coach last year. Who? Freddie Kitchens. If they had Freddie Kitchens and they were 8-3, oh. this would be the the naughtiest team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They'd be so fakely naughty. It also sucks we that's don't have just, a doubt. Uh, that's just a dreamland where Freddie Kitchens is 8-3. and three. 
Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I think they've got they've got some legitimacy to their niceness, but they're okay. also, they're also naughty at the same time. All right. Who's next? So no, that was a ten minute brown talk. Sorry. All right. I mean, sometimes you, we t- we touched on a lot of teams there, but though. we've never had this. So you got you got to <laughs> soak it in. We've never had this highlight. Okay, this is a perfect one because they're number two in the NFC. But are the Seahawks naughty or are they nice? Because that's it's wild because they're good, but they're also getting like they have some interesting losses, or they just feel like you could score on them whenever you want. I think that's starting to change. I think that they're definitely getting better towards the holidays. I think they're increasing their amount of favors they're doing for people. They're going out, you know, shoveling the driveway for the you know neighbors. They decided to cut the grass towards the end of the uh, lawn mowing season. You know, I think that they understand what they have to do to kind of get what they want at the end of the uh, end of the year here. So, I think they're nice. Yeah, I think I think I'm Russ. I think I'm with you where the Seahawks were a nice they were a nice team in general at the beginning of the season. Nice they were a nice kid. And then they put together a big Christmas list with a lot of big wishes on there. So like you're saying, they started they're kinda of starting to act a bit nicer to see if they can try to fulfill that Christmas list. Because yeah. they've added Carlos Dunlap, who for some reason has just been a beast for them, which I just hate seeing. But good for him. Um, Healthy Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jamal Adams, uh, Shaquem or Shaquille Griffin. I forget which brother. S. Griffin. Well, that doesn't help. But either way, the Griffin brother <laughs> is back at corner and he or safety. Uh, and it kind of, kind of roams around. But he's back and he's big for them too. So those are some big names that I can help their defense and have really tighten it up. And maybe they're just kind of getting tight together because those are some new names, new faces. And they're kind of understanding the scheme a little bit better now. So, Doge, would you say they're naughty or nice here? I think they're nice, and I think it's Russell Wilson. Uh, He's nice. The end of the season, just being able to to bring together the important drives. Um, Metcalf's going off, like we said, but Lockett's been really nice too. Uh, so their pass game's out of control. Um, like you said, the defense a little lackluster, um, kind of forcing Russell's hand, making him get some of these game-winning drives, but I think come towards the end of the year – that uh, as far as guys I would want to have the ball uh, driving down to get me some points, Russell Wilson's going to be pretty damn close to the top of that list. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would certainly going to be a strong contender for a person I'd like to have on that list. Um, okay, let's do then... Because that... Let's stick in the division. <laughs> Which one, he says. Um, Golf daddies? No. Okay. Let's go <laughs> Cardinals. Naughty or nice. Seven seed in the playoffs right now. Big deal. Looks like he's pondering here a little bit. What do you got? This is the really nice, undisciplined child who, <laughs> who ends up being naughty. They're, they're definitely naughty. Like a clumsy kid? Like... Gets into some trouble. Yeah, just like decision making is a little bit. Has some bad friends, but is a good kid. Yeah, yeah, like he gets in the wrong crowd. Sure. You know, and they bring the worst out of him. Ah, that's tough. I think they're naughty, but they have the potential to be extremely nice at any given point. It's game to game. They can put on a good face. Yeah, they are two faced. As a two faced child. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't uh, disagree. I know uh, my mom would say, ah, this is, I'm going to call somebody out here. But my mom would always say this about our old buddy Chad Wilking, though. That's how he would, call, he would always just put on a face when he'd come over and suck it up to the parents a little bit. Like famous um, from Leave it to Beaver, I believe, Eddie Haskell is what she'd always call him. Because he'd always um, suck it up to Mrs. Beaver and say, you know, like, you know, be really nice to her. But he'd always get Eddie and uh, or Beaver in trouble or whatever. So I think the Cardinals are similar to that where they're kind of putting on a face when mom and dad are around and they're real nice. But then, like, if you're babysitting, babysitting the Cardinals, they're terrible. And I think that has a lot to do with Cliff Kingsbury not being a great coach. So I think they have a lot of good players. But I'm not sure he's the best coach. But I think he kind of works with Kyler. So I think he'd be a good offensive coordinator. But I think they need a bit more, like, discipline around that team. I don't know. Either way, they're definitely on the step up from where they've been in the past. And Kyler Murray is the real deal. And he is so dang fast, man. Goodness. He's, like, skitzy. He's like Michael Vick, like just blowing by people fast. Doge, are the Cardinals naughty or are they nice? You know, I I do think that they're they're nice. And I, I agree with your point about Kingsbury. I don't think he's the best fit for the head coach position of this team, but um I do really like Kyler Murray. The veteran presence of Larry Fitzgerald, like I mentioned before, along with Hopkins coming in, huge trade for them in the offseason. But then their their defense as well. Um, it, it had always been Honey Badger in the past, but I also really like Buda Baker. I feel like he plays hard, plays really well. Um, oh, yeah. He's kind of been more of a standout player this year. Um, my family's been name. really into this FanDuel League, and although Buda Baker's not a player you can sign on your FanDuel League, my mom has been watching all these games now, and she's she's big on Buda Baker. She's like, this guy plays hard. I like the way he plays, and Buda I agree Buda. with her. Um, I think they're... They, they have some really good pieces, like you said, teach some really nice guys um, where you said, you know, the coach may not be the best fit. I still think that they are they are pretty nice. I think they can make some noise being in the playoff picture in seven seed. Right now, though, they're up against – this is if playoffs started today. They'd have to go up against Mr. Unlimited Nice himself, Russell Wilson, which would be freaking wow. Would that be fun to watch again? Yeah. And we've seen that we've seen that game now a couple times. Right, exactly. So, I believe it's split, if I'm not mistaken. Or did the, yeah. Have they played twice? Yeah. Because the Seahawks lost one, and then. I know the Seahawks lost in overtime. I thought, I thought the Seahawks took the took the first game against them. If the, I thought they had played twice. Already, maybe I'm wrong with that. I, thought I know so they too. had that close OT win we were talking about earlier. Maybe I'm thinking of a different divisional win for them. Get the stats team on it. Either way, oh. we know that the Cardinals are able to take down the Seahawks. We saw them do it in OT in that game before with the Metcalf chase down and then the the Cardinals win in overtime. I got a quick one for you, Des, while we're looking this up. Wow. Let's hear it. They number four in the <laughs> NFC. Are they naughty or nice? <laughs> the New York Giants. <laughs> They're naughty, dude. There's the no naughtiest playoff team that ever East got that in, nice. dude. There is no NFC team, NFC East team that is nice right now. Not at all, dude. No. Honestly, I can't believe, if they had, yeah. 
If they had Saquon, man, and a healthy D. Jones. No. They played well. For the most part. I mean, Saquon's good, but Gallman has been Brandon playing well, Allen. They're still 4-7. Brandon Allen off of a practice squad. Came out and almost beat them. Almost beat them. Almost. Dude, Threw he like two is interceptions terrible. and fumbled the ball. All right, he would have smoked so, that ass with Joe Burrow. I can't Same believe, with the Redskins. I can't believe it was already this long ago, but the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. Twice? One, two, three, four, five yep. weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. And then the two weeks ago, the Seahawks won by a touchdown. Yes, right. Correct. So it's split. Mm-hmm. And both games have been good games. But, dude, the, the Cardinals have some interesting losses. Who are they, real quick? Just rip them off. So they've lost the Pats, the Seahawks, the Dolphins. Dude, all right. Let's hold on while you're there. Cardinal. Uh, New York. New York. I can't believe me. I just said New York. New England Patriots, dude. Are they naughty or nice? Naughty. They're naughty. They're naughty. Yeah. But, like, they beat some teams, dude. It's just Bill. It's just freaking Bilichick. <laughs> He's just mess. Just they also lose. lost the Lions. So the Lions, Panthers. What kind of that is a naughty loss? Uh, Dolphins to the Lions. Yikes! Seahawks and Patriots. Poof. That's wild. Wild losses there. All right. One more. The team that can't play at 8 p.m., the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they naughty? Are they nice? Mm. Are they a daytime team, I guess? Are they? Do they have Andy Dalton syndrome? They can't play in primetime? Big deal. I'll let you speak first on their second child. It's been difficult because I don't think they're living quite up to the expectations that they had. I didn't think that they were going to be coming out of the gate. They're going to go 16-0, best team of the decade, all-time unit. They have too many pieces, it seems, to figure out how to get the ball to everyone in one game. And I think that their identity has not been proven yet. Mm-hmm. And they don't know. Like One game it will be Leonard Fournette. The next is Ronald Jones. The next is this, but they don't they don't have a way to distribute it one evenly. Two, if they do have a hot hand, they don't feed it like they need to. Like I, I just don't get it. It's weird because they have like a signature, <clears throat> like that's a win. You're you're like, that's a win that like that's a good team. Like against the Packers. Where they beat the Packers, right. Like that you're like you looked at that game, you're like Whoa. Like that stepped on their throat, didn't let off. Right. And then they also on the complete other side of the spectrum have a game where you're just like Are these guys even good? And that was against the Saints in prime time where the twice. Saints forget I mean, honestly twice, but the second time where the Saints completely smoked them. And it's like I don't know what you do with a kid that has done something really terrible like that, but also has done a really nice act. Like he's 
you know, so, saving up his allowance and giving it to the homeless, but he's also, like... Stealing it back. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, doing something, like, stealing from the neighbors, too, to help do something. I don't know. It's like... Did you feel like Bruce Arians overachieved in Arizona? It's weird because... When has he ever had a bad quarterback? Because he hasn't. Because he's had... Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, Jameis Winston last year, who he was like, I can't work with this guy. And then now he's Tom Brady, who's old, and he's like throwing him under the bus. It's really weird. They have a weird dynamic with that. I thought that he overachieved in Arizona. That was, and and now, you know, I, I think that he's definitely underachieving in Tampa. I just, they're such a... They're going to... So they need uh, to figure out their pass defense because we saw clearly that Tyreek Hill single-handedly can destroy us. <sighs> Granted, he's one of one. I mean, but there are others out there that it's cheetah. like if we get matched up with them, this is not a good matchup. As a Tyreek Hill commercial comes on, that's right. hilarious. It's computer. Um, like DK Metcalf, I think we'd really struggle against. I think the Saints, we've already seen, we struggle against the Packers. Could end up having Devontae Adams go off on us, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't uh, have a uh, deficit to come from behind, and he could play from ahead, and they could smoke us. Uh, we've lost to the Rams. The Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins. Like every single team on this list, except for the Giants, which they almost beat us. <laughs> um, Primetime game, though. Yeah. Like all of those teams are definitely teams that I, like, I don't want to face any of them because I don't know which Buccaneer team is going to show up. Right. Very Jekyll and Hyde of them. Doge, what do you think about the Bucks? Doge. Dozier? Sorry, I had some I had myself muted because there was a lot of background noise of some people getting stuck in the snow behind me. But um There we go. Did they get <laughs> out? Uh, Did they get out? No, but Huh? Did they get out? No, they're they're still dealing with it right now. Uh. Um but they've, they've got a lot of hands on the job, so okay, it is what cool, it is. cool, cool. Um, good luck. Tell them good I luck. That, I do think that uh, the Buccaneers are a bit of a naughty team, man. Um, I think it's the transition uh, into the Brady offense. You know, you had Jameis Winston, who was the first quarterback ever to throw 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in the same season. Absurd. Um, but made made their guys look like all-stars with, with Godwin and with Evans, and you haven't seen that same caliber of receiving when you bring in Tom Brady and Tom Brady has all these rings, but it was all in a, in a completely different system. You know, a Belichick run team is a lot different from a Bruce Arians run team. And I think that's what kind of makes them, you know, not as, not on the elite side, not on the nice side, just because you don't really know what you're going to get from them when they're trying to transition into this new era of the team. So, um, I don't know to what to expect from them, so that's what makes it you know harder to tell. I think that's what makes them a little naughty. I think they're definitely naughty, but I think they're going to end up being nice. I was listening to Tony Romo, who uh, whose opinion I trust for stuff like this. He seems like he's got a good knack for it. Ryan Rosillo as well. Not that he's on the same level as as Tony Romo, but they're both kind of talking about this on their pod about how one bringing in Antonio Brown in the middle of the season is a big factor, just because. They're trying to all get on the same page. Now they have to kind of shift what they were already kind of getting on the same page for. And then two, Tom Brady's always been in a system that has been more 
like your check downs and it's been over like kind of uh, you know out to the side I guess with your slants and your posts and other stuff like that. Now this is more in the middle of the field and more like over the top, and so he's trying to like learn and adjust to different like ways that that like comes throughout the game. And so Tony, I guess, was saying that you know a lot of things that he's been making mistakes on, he's been getting better on. They're figuring out different stuff. So I trust Tom Brady to figure it out. But it sucks too, and then also too, you got to factor in they just lost their center AQ Shipley for the season. Like, that's a big well, factor. They've been they've been shuffling offensive linemen. He right. came in to help, right? And then he got hurt, so they're like still trying to shuffle around. Right. Figure it out. Right. Either way, I think they're gonna work it out. But they definitely embarrassed themselves against <clears> the Saints, <throat> and I think that's the team they certainly are looking forward to playing the least. Yeah, I. Maybe the Packers as well, because that's a re- little revenge action there. Yeah. But, all right. There's Any others that you're interested in? I can't remember. Do you think the Jets are nice? No. Oh, okay. They are. They're nice, they're, at, they're nice at losing. Yeah, they are nice at losing. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. I think we touched on some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Let's. Uh... Oh, this is what I was gonna say about the Buccaneers. I think if they had a whole preseason, yeah, that's that, what Tony Romo was saying, dude. This would have been completely different because Tom would have been on the same page with these guys already, and it would have been much more efficient. And the other thing is, Tom has not stepped up in these last few minutes of a game like he has the previous twenty years of his career. I think that has and to do with waiting... the f- being familiar with the system, right? Like it all, it all. Right, it, like it's all gonna it's click. Gonna, ex- that's my point. It's gonna, it's gonna hit. It's gonna get going. But sometimes it, you gotta start the engines up a little bit sooner. Speaking than... of clicking, I thought the Colts were rolling, and man, oh man, did they! I think they had, they they had, had some a, bad losses. They had a lot of they had a lot of people out for the COVID this week, so I know that that was a big factor. Like a yeah. lot of their first, second, <clears throat> third round picks, but dang, did they get smoked? Did not look good. No. Let's take a break here and move to halftime. Um, McDill, I'm going to kick it to you here. It's your time to shine. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network social media? Well, the teleprompter just went out. Oh. So I'm going to have to do this one off the rip. Surprised you still use that thing. Well, last time the freaking stats team typed in the wrong thing and screwed me over, so... Uh, I'm just going to go with... Yeah, that was a whole issue of legal, for sure. Um, Terrible. Okay, Facebook, we have the Cheap Seats Network. Okay? Yep. Twitter is at the Cheap Seats SN for... Sports Network. That's a good guess, Dosh. That, that makes sense. That would be valid in most situations, but that's not valid here. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Well, give me a hint. The words have been said within the last hour, I would say. Closer to home than you would think. I'm not. I got nothing for you, besides 
This should have been a layup for you because Saint Nick is my guess. Yeah, yeah. I'll just you know I kind of liked it for that it's time of year. We're, we we just got done doing Naughty or Nice. Yeah. Uh, and and Saint Nick is uh, you know, gonna have an influence on that. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, I'm a big big play on that. Yeah. SN for the cheap seats, Saint Nick. Yes. <laughs> Doge, where can we find the clubhouse stuff? You can find the clubhouse on Facebook. It's just the clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram both have the same handle. It is at clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Chief Seeds Network. So go ahead and give us a follow and check it out. Sure. Absolutely. Need to. No no fun games there, Doge. You're not going to try to invent something there for us? Okay. I'm not as creative as Doge. Creative is the wrong word, Doge. Sure, sure. <laughs> Deranged. <laughs> See, that's more creative. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be getting back into it, so keep looking out for us on all social media sites. We're going to be coming at you with uh, some other sports-specific pods here coming out soon. But uh, let's carry on, move on with our NFL podcast here. We'll just go over the playoff picture um, and who we think might be coming out on top with the number one seeds here in the playoffs um, here going into week 13. So let me pull this up. Let me get it loaded up. Let's go AFC first here. So, I'll read them off right now, and I'll read off down to maybe... I'll read off down to 9, because 10, I don't... The 10th team, 10th, the 10th team, I don't think is going to make it. So, number one in the AFC, you know them, you hate them. Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-0. and 0. They're playing the Ravens a week after they're supposed to be playing them. Dang near, tomorrow, 340, we'll see what happens there. Probably going to be another win. That's tough. Second seed here in the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes. Firing on all cylinders right now. Looking good. Number three in the AFC. Tennessee Titans. 8-3. Also 8-3 are the Buffalo Bills at 4 and the Cleveland Browns at 5. So that could be kind of a switch there. Well, I guess technically not for the Browns. But the Titans and Bills could... Could flip their position there. Browns are going to be five because they're not a division winner. Um, <clears throat> they're the first wild card. Why don't you go Brownies? Dolphins are seven and four, second wild card this year, and the Colts are also seven and four with the seventh wild card. Rounding out the potential last two, you know, you know, people who wouldn't make it, but teams that can potentially get in are the Baltimore Ravens six and four, and the Naughty Raiders at six and five. Of those teams, who do you guys think is going to be in the top spot? And do you think anybody's going to fall out of the playoffs and move, or potentially move in? Dill, I'll give it to you real quick here for the AFC. So I think that the Dolphins Bills are going to come down to the last uh, last week as far as who's winning that division. Yeah, that's only one game right now, so that's huge. Like it could be big. Like that's I'm looking forward to that divisional matchup. Uh, hopefully for the division, those games are always great. Uh, I just took a look at the Ravens' schedule. They're going to the playoffs. This looks very they're going nice. To, they're going to the playoffs. So just a little... So after this game tomorrow against they're the Steelers... They're probably going, what, 10-5? T- 
Or 11 to 5, excuse me. Uh, that's what that looks like. That's what I'm. Yeah. Unless you're. They, do you guys play them again? So yeah. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping. If we can beat them, I think we'll be ahead of them. Yeah. If not, then it'll be very tough because they're playing the Raven, um, Steelers tomorrow, excuse me. Cowboys next week. We play the Ravens after that. Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. So it's like you're playing the bottom of the barrel right now, teams. Now, granted, they haven't looked good, but I think they're good enough to beat those teams. They'll get. They can beat those teams for the, like. On paper, they should win every game. Yeah. Minus the Steelers game. Right. Well, yeah. So they'll be eleven and five. Right. Um, Even the one against the Brownies, Dilly. I mean, they do. They they smoked them last time, right? I know. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to hear him say it. <laughs> wow okay now we know um but no I, I just i don't like the way that we play them typically it is uh i believe in cleveland this time yep and so who falls out then colts um or one of the afc yeah teams? i think the colts are I gonna have the colts to for sure. because let me see what their potential uh matchups are their sketch so they're doing uh, Texans this week, which is going to be tough. I think. Are the Deshaun... Steelers going to go undefeated, real quick? No. Not to, like not in the playoffs. Get that out of here. No, I don't think they will in the regular season either. Do you think they'll pack it in after, for the last game, against the Brownies, when the Chiefs have lost? No, because they won't be able to. I don't know. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to lose another one because I think they want that home field advantage. That's what I'm too. saying. The Steelers. So the, who are the Steelers going to lose to then, do you think, Dosh? Browns, Week 17. I don't know. Do you have their remaining schedule pulled up? I yep. don't have it right in front of me here. Yep. So the Ravens, obviously. The nope. football team. That's a win. I think the Bills on Sunday night football could be one of those games. Yes. That, um, that could be interesting. Bengals after that on nope. Monday night. Maybe that has to get so. flexed. Are you kidding me? We're going to watch Brandon and Allen go against the Steelers on Monday Night Football, Doge. That makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, that's sad. Looking forward to it. Uh, Colts, that's not even in 2020, I don't think, is it? Uh, this one is, yeah. It's right before Christmas. It's a good little okay, thank God. Christmas just special. Get it, just pack it in this year so it just sucks, and we'll get it. Just get 2020 starting fresh. Jesus. <laughs> after that, it's Colts-Browns. Colts so okay. I think there are three games on that list that it's a potential... I think really only two. They could lose to the Ravens here. They, I don't. I don't see it with the COVID and the Bills. They're not going to lose the Ravens without the They're not going to lose the Ravens without Lamar, man. True. It's not going to happen. I don't think. Well, then who else? I don't think the Colts have any chance. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think they're going to. They could. I don't. The Bills is the only shot. The three was because I don't believe the Colts could beat them at all. Bills is the only shot to me. I think and it's Browns the, if they're mega motivated, but I don't. I, I, I think it's the it. three out of the last four games of the year. They're going to be kind of looking towards the playoffs. Tomlin's going to be thinking, "Hey, we're here for the long run, not for the regular season." Dude, I think you got to look at it's it's right in between Bills and Colts. It's a trap game. It's in prime time. Bengals are at home. Brandon, no. <laughs> no chance. So they could lose four out of the last four games. No, they're going to win all of them, I think, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Especially because if not, the Chiefs get home that bye, which I think Big Ben needs for sure just to get healthy. Um, 
I think they're going to need to try to go undefeated for that reason. If they're 15-0 and 0 going into Cleveland, I think Cleveland wants to beat them very badly. And I think we will. If they have a loss already, the Steelers are going to beat us. But if they're undefeated, we're going to beat them. Uh... I see the Steelers just dropping a game somewhere. To me, it's, it's, and that's I, why... I, they have not looked like a perfect team. They haven't, but they don't... I don't... They're just better than the other teams they play, except for the Bills, I think. The Bills have the chance. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't think they're going undefeated, which I think makes it interesting because then the Chiefs and them are kind of vying for that one spot. Exactly. So what is the tiebreaker? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it AFC wins, right, or something like that? Hmm. I'm not sure. Julie's looking it up. Let's go to NFC real quick. Yep. Because that's probably going to be the same for either one. All right. So I'll rattle these boys off a bit quicker this time. New Orleans Saints, 9-2. and two. Mr. Unlimited, Dangerous, and the Seattle Seahawks, 8-3. and three. The bad man himself, Aaron Rodgers, also at 8-3 and three with the <clears throat> Packers. The New York football giants... Four and seven at the four seed as well. First wild card is the Los Angeles Rams. Still a potential contender to win that di- the division, so they could be the number two seed. Um, but right now they're the five seed. The Buccaneers are seven and five at the six spot, and the Cardinals are six and five here at the seven spot. Teams that I don't even think. I think that's the playoff team. Just not even really worth mentioning, in my opinion. Maybe the Vikings and the Bears could could take that Cardinals spot, but I like the Cardinals. I think they're a good team, so I think they're going to be going to the playoffs. So I think we have our playoff teams here, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think? Look up the Cardinals' schedule, and the, or the Vikings and the Bears, too. So let me read off the tiebreakers real quick. Yeah, yeah, do that. So head-to-head, which won't matter. Nope. Best one-loss tie percentage in games played within the conference. So if they both lose a game within the conference, it doesn't matter. Best one-loss tie percentage in common games, minimum of four. I would need more time to look that up. Yeah, we can't pull that off the Uh, Strength of victory, strength of schedule. And then after that, it would be best combined ranking among conference teams in points scored and points allowed. Hmm. So okay. we'll see how deep the if there ends up being a. Because I'm curious how deep I just, go. This 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 Steelers team and I'm so pissed off that the NFL pushed this game back too. Yeah. Because now they're motivated again. They're all upset that they've had their weekend taken away from them, which everybody's had stuff taken away from them. But you can't find another reason to have Mike Tomlin have a reason to motivate his football team. They're already so good. They're already motivated. Like I just. I think they're on a mission, and I think they're going to be undefeated in the regular season. And I think they're going to lose. Who would they play? Who? In the second round. A winner of. Who are we talking about? Steelers? Yeah, winner of Bills Browns right now. So they would play the lowest remaining seed, right? Yeah. Yep. So it'd be Bills Browns. You've got to imagine the Chiefs are going to beat whoever they're playing. They rerun it? They reorganize They reorder? After the first round? Like they normally do. 
I thought it was like I a, think it's I think it's the it was like a bracket. three matchups, and then whoever's the lowest seed plays the one, and then the other two play each other. Uh, yeah, dude, they totally do. I'm I'm beat. Okay, you flipped me over there. I'm super beat. <laughs> you're you're too far into the data right now. Yeah, we've been looking at these dang numbers for too long. You're right. So real quick for the Rams uh, or for the Cardinals, excuse me, they're playing the Rams this week. Giants. W. Eagles, w. 49ers, probably a W. Already won by four in week one, which 49ers have nothing to play for then either, unless they come out. And they're only off. a game behind the Cardinals. I just don't think they're not a real playoff team. They're better than the Bears. The, I'm not. I'm not. I said we shouldn't even consider the Bears and the Vikings. That's I said that. But the Vikings, if this should be the 49ers, should be the eight, in my opinion, because they're the best team of those five and sixes. There's no doubt. Yeah. The Bears' defense is good, but Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles are both Their terrible. offense is so bad. Everything about it is yep. bad. Uh, and then the last game I think Allen Robinson's going to stay this offseason. <laughs> they better back up the truck if he's going to stay. Last game of the year for the Cardinals is at the Rams. So they have to play the Rams twice in five weeks. Wow. Two NFC East opponents, and then another division opponent with 49ers. So they have a, Watch the Bears. a little bit of a tricky the schedule. They're going to have some freaking... Cake schedule and some the Bears layups. Are, yeah, or the Bears and the Vikings are going to get in. Because the Rams are going to be real motivated to win both those games. Because the Cardinals lost. Oh, man. Yeah, the Lions don't have a single shot. No chance. So no. The, the What's Bears? funny, dude, is we can go all the way down to the last team on this list. The Dallas Cowboys, number sixteen, and they're a game, and out. they have one game out of winning their friggin' division. That's unbelievable. The NFC East is so trash. Yep. So the Bears have the Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars, Packers. So they should beat the w, Lions. Lost to the Texans. Lost to the Vikings. Beat the Jags. Maybe. I think they're they should. They should beat the Jags. Come on. And then the Packers gonna, last game of the year. I think they're we gonna just saw it. how that's they're gonna, gonna happen. They're gonna need it. People, I think seeding's gonna be important. So yeah, that's gonna be. So they might go one and four. So they're not going. Six ten. Hit the Vikings. That's the last team we need to look at, and I don't think they're doing anything. Jaguars. They, that's a dub. They have enough to get Buccaneers. There. That's a loss. <laughs> Bears. You said that's a win, so that's two. Saints. Loss. Lions. So eight. Eight and eight. Eight could go. They could go. I doubt it, though. That's where I'm at. They'll probably lose to the Bears there, and then they'll, they'll both be seven or nine, sitting out looking at each other like, dang it. We could have just tanked for one of these teams, like each other. <laughs> are we sure the Saints are the best team in the NFC? That's where I'll, I'll leave with no. the last question. I, I don't think they are. At the top. I don't think so. Their ability to win with Taysom Hill, though, has been pretty impressive. Yeah, but I mean, who have they played, though, in those games? Falcons and Broncos, so... Yeah, not, nothing great. But Broncos, still. who didn't have a quarterback, so it's not even worth... Yeah, okay, throw that game out there. The But Taysom Hill went 
He had three touchdowns, no interceptions in his other start against the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons aren't great, but yeah, Jason but Hill was a utility player until Drew Brees is injured. You're right. Drew Brees will be back, but he's playing more like Lamar, where I, I just think that's not playoff. That's not going to work in the playoffs. Getting a bunch of rushing touchdowns sure. instead of passing. Sure. I just don't. And I mean, it, it could. But so, who, do you think they're going to end up with the one the one seed? Though I guess is my question. Saints. Yeah. Or do you think it'll be Seahawks or Pack? They have a relatively yep. easy schedule. The hardest game they have is against the Chiefs. And that's a hard game. How, how many are they just one game one game up right now? Yeah. Yeah, and the Seahawks. So they have they have uh two division opponents. The Eagles, W Vikings. So well, who? What are the division? So the division Falcon, points are wins, though. Falcon they're gonna lose the Chiefs. Panthers. That's it. So they're gonna be pretty good. Thirteen and three. Yeah, we've seen that from the Saints before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But if you look at their wins, dude, like minus the Broncos game, they had a streak where they barely pulled out some wins. Yeah, but that's a sign of a good team, though. Find them just a little bit, find a way to win. <clears throat> Three three weeks in a row they won by three points. Two and were uh were in overtime to the Bears and Chargers. I don't know. To me, if I'm doing like power rankings, Steelers Chiefs are ahead of they have not Saints Seahawks like those guys before me. Wouldn't you think? I, I think the Seahawks, like I think the AFC is better this year. Oh, for sure. You can, like in terms in of, overall. Yeah, and the heavy the heavy hitters, right? I think you like that's the heavyweights, just... right? Oh man, the Seahawks are definitely winning it. I feel like Giants, Jets, football team, Rams, Forty Niners. yeah, that's one loss since the Rams because they're gonna Rams are gonna need it. Rams are gonna ram them. That stinks. So they might go twelve and four. Okay, but the Rams could be twelve and four though too. If, that's... if they went out, yeah. Well, they beat the Cardinals twice. They'd have to beat the Seahawks. They'd beat the Seahawks, which they already have, li- which is going to be tough for them to beat twice. Yeah. And the Seahawks are getting better. They're getting better. I think it'll be the Seahawks, but Saints have a good shot for sure. That first round by only being the one seed is huge. Yeah. So if they don't play this game tomorrow, though, they're gonna go. I guarantee you, they extend the playoffs and they're gonna sneak the Ravens in, and it's gonna be Ravens Steelers that first week, and that's how they're gonna do it. And that's how they're gonna make it that game. So you heard it here first. Also, people are talking about Kyle Trask. Dude, I <laughs> didn't want to say it. People have been saying Kyle Trask or Heisman. Um, I can't a, wait for him to win. It's gonna be such, it's gonna be a perfect. We're gonna have to play that bit every single pod. Sometimes you get him right, boys. You know. Um. All right, let's let's uh. It's time. Time to guess the lines here. Playoff picture is looking wild. That's the, to say the least. We broke down many a possibility here. They call me Playoff P. Do they? Yeah. No. That's unfortunate. Hmm. <laughs> what games are we doing here for the... We're uh... going to be doing the Cleveland Brownies at the Tennessee Titans. Oh, 
couple of naughty or nicers there. <sighs> Tickets as low as $87, I guess. Oh, in Nashville. Yep. That's wild. There's people. Fair enough, though. What, people going? Yeah. That's pretty low ticket price. That's what I was going to say. Dylan, you're up. you got to go first. It's your team. Oh, I didn't know. I was just kind of waiting to see what's going on. Also, uh, let's see. Doge with uh, one win. Teach. Need to get a win on the board here. Yeah, no, it's BS. And uh, I have two, so I'll go first since I have the lead. Not because it's my team. Sure. No, it's because it's the Browns. <laughs> I think the Titans minus. Titans minus five. Dosh? That's my thinking process. I'm taking the Titans minus three and a half at home against the Browns. That was my initial thought. Oh, not the one you went with. Yeah. I didn't stick with my gut. I'm going split the middle. Which one? Just like I thought it was going to be. I'm glad you boys didn't take it. Four. Give me Titans minus four. Oh. Oh. Oh, clear. There you go. Minus, where we got? We got to pick one now. We're going to go bet MGM. Sponsoring our lines today. Damn, that's a huge difference of who would have just won that. I picked the wrong one. Minus five and a half for the Titans, which is bullshit. I don't know about that. Well, Doge, what did you have? I had I had Browns minus three and a half. I mean, the whole, I think the reason why the line may be high towards the Titans is because the last few games the Browns have played. Um, outside of this one in Jacksonville, they haven't been able to put up a whole lot of points, but it was just bad weather in Cleveland. For both it's those funny games, you so say that, Doge, because the sure, Open... Sure. We're using VegasInsider.com right now, so shouts out to them. Sure. Since their Open line is minus three and a half, but the BetMGM line is minus five and a half, so... Just to give you a range, it's it's in the old Vegas zone, as Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal would say. So, sure. I'm going to stay away from this one, for sure. Yep. That's a tough one. Let's go here to another 1 o'clock game that looks a bit juicy. Well, there aren't really too many juicy ones. <laughs> Dang. Well. Let's go. This one will be fairly juicy. Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Won't be super juicy, but could be a good game. Dill, we got to give it to you first since you uh, got it right there. I am currently typing that other game in. I'm sorry. What was the other? What was the game? Colts. Houston. Yeah, the Edmans at the Texas. Nick Cheggins. Uh, I think it's Colts minus two and oh, a half. DC now. Colts minus two and a half. Okay. Doge. I'm just going Colts minus two. Uh, I. 
I mean, half of me, I'll say where I'm at, boys. Half of me would like to go Colts minus seven. I think they're a good team. I don't think the Texans are very good. But it's at Houston. Colts just came off a big loss. Part of me wants to go Colts minus one because of the home field advantage. And I think that's where I'm going to go because I need to win a week. I need to beat you guys. I'm going Colts minus one at the Houston Texans. Sorry to undercut you like that, Doge. Is what it is. Using my strategy. Well, I hope it's minus seven now because I deserve that. Should be up. We are Colts minus three. Doesn't matter. Is that what Dill said? My undercut, yeah. Two and a half. Damn. It's bullshit. Excuse me. (laughs) Um. Man. These games stink at one o'clock this week. We could do a fun one like Vegas versus New York. And the Jets? No. Thanks. Let's do Saints at Falcons. This one could be a little interesting because the Saints are maybe not without Drew Brees. Uh, or probably without Drew Brees, excuse me. And But they've still been looking good. So, Dill, you're up again. I think Saints, this is at the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's Saints minus seven and a half. Doge? Saints minus six and a half. So I have. I have Saints minus four because I think Taysom Hill's still in. Yeah. And their Falcons score a lot of points, so I think they're going to be like, oh, Falcons, divisional matchup. You never know, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Boys. Wow. I need to bet this one. I need to put some chatter on the Saints. It's Saints minus three. Wow. Wow. That's very surprising. On all platforms, we've got that. So you said four, right? Yeah. So that would be your win? Yep. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Let's go one more here. For the one o'clock or overall? One o'clock, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. We gotta hit the four o'clock, we gotta hit the Sunday night, we gotta hit the Monday night, we gotta hit the That's what I was gonna say, we need we gotta hit the Monday night. We gotta hit the Tuesday night. We gotta hit the Wednesday tomorrow. There's no Thursday because there's no Thursday night, so we can't do Wednesday tomorrow, could we? No, that's a different week. Yeah. Okay, last one here for one o'clock. We'll get the shittiest game. On the table. Bengals at Dolphins. Dolphins minus eight and a half. Dill. They should smoke us. Smoke us. They should smoke us. If if they're a true playoff team, if they're true nice and they're not naughty, they should smoke the heck out it of us. It should be ten plus. Like to the point where it may be like thirty four to three. It definitely could be that. 
You said eight and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thanks. <laughs> Dolphins minus nine. Fucking guy. Excuse me. I had the Dolphins minus seven. Fair enough. That was a good this one. This is going to be a good one. Let's I like it. it. Let's see if you get on the board. Third. Third one. Oh. Minus eleven and a half. Wow. Hey, I did say it should be 10, at least. Yeah, you should have went with that. Would have been more correct. All right, here we go. Let's move on to... Finally, we have a good game. Game you want to watch. You might just want to sleep in on Sunday. The Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Here we are. I thought you were talking about the Giants-Seahawks game. Uh, I was going to get to it. No, I wasn't. Nobody's watching. That so game. Rams at Cardinals. Rams stage. at Cardinals. Divisional matchup here. Haven't played each other this season, like we mentioned. Right. Both in the hunt. We're in the playoff picture right now, more than the hunt, but in the hunt nonetheless. Cardinals minus two. I'm going Rams minus one. Wow. I was going to go to the Cardinals minus three. I'm just mixing it up. Who knows? Cardinals minus three. Let's go. That was just on the board. Let's go. Just before we started this one, in my head, after typing in the results of the previous four games... I said Doge is about ready to go on a run here, so see if that comes to fruition. Hey, we'll see about Speak that. it into existence, Dale. Come on. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I mean, what we got? We got one, two, three, four, five. Five more. Okay. We have a fruitful run. Let's see it. Well, it's three to one to one, so we can, anything's possible. We right can now. sneak one more in if we need to make it more odds, but we've got. These, these aren't super great either. New England Patriots Ooh. at the Los Angeles Chargers. Old Belichick up against rookie QBs. Herbert, though, been slinging that thing around. Anthony Lynn made a bad call, though, this past week. I don't know. Doge, your call first here. I have for this one the Chargers minus three and a half. Hmm. Okay. I have both teams kind of not, you know, it's not two top-tier teams by any means. I just wanted to give a little bit of home field advantage to Herbert and, uh, and his throwing arm. You said three and a half? I did. I'm going to go Chargers minus one. Big Diller? Makes it tough because I was going to go even. You can pick them if you want, dog. He calls pick them. You should just go with what you're going to go with, Dilly. Not try to undercut Peach. <laughs> pick them. Of course. <laughs> Screw you, Dill. 
The freaking open is minus one and a half too, which pissed me off. <laughs> God dang it. Alright. Sunday night football. Good game here. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, the boys are back, so. QB room all the way back. Denver Broncos visiting Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be a fun one to try to score out here. Yeah. So go ahead first. Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Doge, I'll go first with Chiefs minus 14 and a half. Listen, I, I mean, uh, we're imagining that this is with the Broncos actually having a quarterback. Yes, back. sir. They're all back. They just came back today. Yep. Gotcha. So I'm, even then, still going to take Chiefs minus 16. I mean, they're going to kill him. It's minus 14. Let's go. Wow. Teach, yep. Nicely done. Let's go. Let's go. Alrighty. I think they win by 20 at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, who are, how are the Broncos going to score on them? I just don't see it. Exactly. And the Chiefs are just going to be... Airmail, airmail. Just launching balls. All right, here we go. The Washington football team visiting Heinz Field in Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers here in Monday Night Football Game 1, 5 p.m. I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers minus 8.5. I don't know why I like that number, but I do. Steelers minus 10. Steelers minus 11 is what I had for this one. I mean, if they were... I think that's going to be just as much of a blowout, but I just had the Chiefs as a little bit bigger favorite over the Broncos, but Uh, I think the Steelers are going to smoke the football team. There's no line from BetMGM because, I don't know, but the open... Is 10. The other ones are between 10, 8, and 9. So I believe that's mine. Then. That's weird, though. Yeah, I had 11, so. Why would it not be 10? Because. What? Didn't you say more than 10? No, 10. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it 10? I guess it's at 8.5, I guess, yeah. Let's go to an alternate. We need to, we need to have more conclusive finish here. Well, there's more games. So what did you guys both say? That eight. should be you, Doge. I said 11. Yeah. It should be you, because I'm 8.5. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm lost here. If it's a 10, it should be Doge, right? I said 10. I thought you said 14. I was not listening when you we were talking. That's for sure. No, I don't think you did. I didn't say 10 or I didn't say 14? You did not say 14. Okay, yeah. So I thought 11 was the highest one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the Chiefs one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you got that one too. Damn. <laughs> I just want to be more conclusive. I didn't even see these over here. As soon as I saw the three empty ones, I only saw this. these three. 
So that's why I was like, what are you talking about? And then after I looked at it, there You gotta look at all the data there, Dill, you know? Let's see. Buffalo Billers visiting State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona to play the San Francisco 49ers because they can't play in San Francisco right now due to COVID-19 restrictions. Mm. Definitely could be affecting the line here, that's for sure. Kind of both teams kind of have to travel. Everything's kind of a neutral site this year, but this certainly is a neutral site. Right. Big Diller? Diller got that one. What are you looking up, Diller? I was just trying to find if there was a reason why some of these are inconclusive. Well, they're not because the that one specifically is because they haven't played the Steelers Ravens game. So they're not they haven't based it off of how that game Gotcha, worked. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so like this that's one, why as soon as I said it, I was like, "Dang it, we probably aren't gonna be able to actually actually know this like, one." Know what this is? So Buffalo at uh, San Francisco, but it's in where? Glendale, Arizona, State Farm Stadium. Okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, the Bills did not play well there. I mean, they did, but they ended up losing the game to the Cardinals. Um, look at this. They played pretty good there. I mean, they came yeah, back yeah, they and just, won. They, they just, just like gave lost. us the game. To the like, one of the best hail marys we've seen in a long time. So since probably Rogers' mega bomb, the moonshot, if you will. I think Bills minus three. I'm going Bills minus five. I had Bills minus two. We're all within the same realm, you know? That's all with the neutral field, but still being a little bit closer to the 49ers, they might try to give them some home field still. Minus two and a half, Dozier. So Dylan, I split that then. For San Francisco. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. What? Wow. There we go. That's surprising. They just looked pretty good against the Rams. I'm surprised, too. Yeah, I, but... I still would have put the Bills as a favorite on a neutral field, though. Yeah. Okay. So, Dozier. Okay. I type in Dozier and it changes to Dodger. To Dodger. Hey, Dodger. <clears throat> Tuesday night football. The Dallas Cowboys, Andy Dalton in prime time against his... The team he actually used to like playing against, honestly, the most, the Baltimore Ravens. He had a lot of good games against them for the Bengals. So this one we're also not going to have completely. Yeah, I would imagine that this is going to be the same way then, right, with all their COVID issues? Yeah. Yeah. Dill already has this one wrapped in the bag, unfortunately. Yeah, I just saw it. It's minus seven, the two places that have it. Every other official... Casino doesn't have it. Just the open line. Yeah. So. All right. If, I mean, if, it, if that's the case in Lamar's plan, I'm taking that. Easy money. Yep. There's no way it'll end up being that. It'll I be like so. 12 or 10. 
It depends on who's playing. 17. How, it depends on how they look against the Steelers, too. If they look like garbage, even though Lamar isn't playing. <clears throat> could drop down, yeah. So then you'd want to bet on it more. What? The Cowboys? No, 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 I'm saying the Ravens. I'm saying the Cowboys could... Like, the Ravens could look bad, so... I'm, at the Steelers game, why would you bet on them for the Cowboys game? If they look really bad against the Steelers. Because I think if they get Lamar back, that the line's going to lower itself from seven to maybe like five. If they get Lamar back? That doesn't make any sense. If they lose... If they get Lamar back after they look bad against the Steelers, and they're good. Right. So, like... The line yeah. would go up, then. Even if they look bad? It could be, could be a facade. They look bad without Lamar against the Steelers and they go in and just smoke the Cowboys. I That's kind of how I was looking at it. In any way, shape, or form, I am firmly believe if they have Lamar, the line will go down in terms of like points like for the Ravens' favor. So they'll be like... A lower They'll number. go from minus 10 to minus 14 if Lamar's there, okay. hypothetically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But if they don't have him back, obviously it'll be more like minus five or minus eight or whatever. If and if they that look, makes sense. But so it just depends on if he's gonna be back and how they look. I'd say, but I would say it's anywhere from probably minus. If they don't have Lamar, it's probably minus like seven. Because they're still a good team. The Cowboys are not a bad like they're not a really good team. If they have Lamar, it's probably minus like. 12, 13, 14. Because the Cowboys aren't good. At Ravens, too. Yeah, it's in Baltimore. It's, it's primetime Andy Dalton. Like, he's throwing two picks. And You heard that here first, right now. December 1st, 2020. Two picks and a fumble. Andy Dalton is throwing two picks Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens December 7th and a week from now. Mark it on your calendar. Like, you've seen it before. Yeah, I have seen it before. It's You're going to get one in the first quarter... They're going to hang in there, and then right when they need it in the fourth quarter, he's going to throw. On like one of the last drives, last seven, eight minutes. That or the Ravens are going to shit on him, and he's going to throw like four picks, and it's going to be much worse. A Nathan Peterman experiment. <sighs> Good win, Dill. God dang. That's a bummer. <laughs> I thought I was doing well. All right, let's move on here to our buzzer beaters, boys. Let's wrap up the show. It's been a long one, but it's been a good one. Dilla, I'll give it back to you. You're the big winner, winner, chicken dinner. Or I guess would you like to end the show? You call the shot since you won. I'll end this one. Okay, sure. I'll go ahead. Go for it, Doge. We had our uh, our Florida Gators back down in Gainesville this past weekend for the first time, not well, first time from what I can remember, not playing the Florida State Seminoles because we have to play PC schools this year, so. Instead, on Thanksgiving weekend, we had the UK Wildcats, and we gave them the old beatdown. Sure. It's a Kyle connection, Kyle Trash to Kyle Pitts. Pitts is nasty. Looking real good. Um, had a nice little trick play, punt return, touchdown, right before halftime that swung the momentum our way. So it was a fun game to watch, and it's always a pleasure when I get to watch a, a Gators game with my dad, uh, who's a Florida alumni. So uh, enjoyed my time watching the Gators beat down the University of Kentucky this weekend. Um, I will end the show with a congratulations to Jason Tatum. Five years, $195 million. Get that bag, son. Going to be a great player for the Boston Celtics. And a classic, why would I ever doubt him, to Danny Ainge for getting a 
NBA is largest $28.5 million trade exception, which can be used to help us acquire more talent this year or next offseason. So Danny always getting something out of nothing. So shouts out to Danny and congrats on Jason Tatum on the big extension, along with a lot of the other guys that got extended there with those big mega deals. I think Bam Adebayo, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, I think was last year actually. Um, I think Trey Young too. Either way, a lot of guys got extended this year, and, and I just want to say shouts out to them. NBA's in good hands. Big deal. Yeah, so I know that uh, you guys are probably going to be doing something a little bit more sport-related. I am doing something kind of sport-related, but just, you know, as we had our, our you know first snowfall of the year, just wanted to kind of you know, congratulate Winter for coming. Thank you for hanging out a little wow. bit. And, uh, you know, let the games begin. Speaking of games, Ooh. what was, growing up as a child, as a kid, we talked about, you know, some kid metaphors earlier with the naughty versus nice. Mm-hmm. What was something that you guys enjoyed doing the most? What was your favorite thing about winter or snow? <clears throat> so this is funny because it... Is something that I always like to do, but the best version of it I ever did was at college when I was neighbors with Doge, actually, and I was at DP. Yeah. And we had a snowball fight between two houses. We had about 20, 25 people, guys and girls, oh all different ages. We set up these forts, and someone brought out a Bluetooth speaker and played World War II, like planes and bombing sounds so it sounded like we're in this big war zone and everybody's like running through the houses and all this stuff and dude it was awesome so i loved a good snowball fight um you know so i would say that was probably the best version of a snowball fight i ever got and it was hilariously fun and a great time so just a classic snowball gordy literally left a speaker out on the porch for the entire winter like and then to summer like to the next fall, and then he found that same speaker and it still works, like today. We got it back after winter break. Oh, that's okay. That's what it was. I was thinking yeah. of uh, either way. But we left it there for all of J term, which at Miami was a six week winter break, and we got back and realized that it had been out in the snow and all of the elements for probably like, two over months and like, a half. And no yeah. one took it. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, it was, it was in the backyard. That. It was in a weird oh, spot. It was, okay. it was kind of small. I was thinking like front porch of those houses. No, it was in a weird spot. Okay. But I'm with you. Either way, it was a it was a great time. Dush. Yeah. Do you have anything on your mind? Yeah, snowball fights were always great. I will remember that snowball fight for a long time for sure, T. But uh growing up as a kid, my favorite thing, if the snow was falling and we were going out, uh before I ever really got into skiing, it was always just going and finding a good, uh, good sledding hill. Yes, dude. Your sleds, go get the rest of the neighbor kids, and go find that that hill. And uh, everyone's at it because you know you got the snow day going, snowfall. <clears throat> everyone, everyone knows where the good hills are. Oh yeah. And you go and, and make some ramps and uh, just be <laughs> hooligans on your on your day off when you're a kid. So that was fun. What was your go-to style of sled? I was always one for the, uh, for like the disc. The saucer? Yeah. Those things yeah. flew. Oh, if you could get a good disc, they would go. Um, <laughs> we, we had a couple good, just plastic bobsled ones where you could get two or three people in. Those ones were, were clutch, but 
if you're going down, you're looking for speed, you're looking for air, nothing better than a good saucer. Dude, I'll never forget having a saw one of those saucers and we went to like one of our neighbors' yards and they had a perfect hill for it and we built up a little ramp out of snow and I flew off that saucer and just went just like face not like completely face first, like caught myself, but like face first into the creek that we have back there and was just soaked. And was just like Dude, I just went so far, but wow. This is gonna this like sucks. Oh. And it was like a short little walk back, but man, it was terribly awful. But it was I'm a saucer guy too if you can, especially because you can get some good spinach. So that kind of leads into my saucer experience, which is why it's a love hate (laughs) relationship. Sure. So similar to what you just had, Teach, um, two houses down from my house growing up, there was a large hill, very uh, steep. Not not the longest, but it had enough distance where you know it would be fun. Where you could go down it, run back up, and not be super tired after a 10-minute trek back up. Right. So at the bottom of this, there is a creek with a row of trees on both sides of the creek. And it's probably, depending on what area, it's a four- to six-foot drop into the creek. Um, <laughs> we built... We were, we were very experienced ramp builders but this year we were not yet and we built it too far down on the hill so i'm in the middle of doing a saucer i'm spinning i'm spinning i hit the ramp backwards i like spin once i land go straight into like a row of trees and that was the only time i've ever fractured or broken anything is because i caught myself on one of the trees before i went into the creek and i like jammed my thumb up against the tree and that was one of the scariest moments of how, like, I didn't get poked in the eye, didn't have an eyeball falling out, didn't go launched into a creek like you did, you know what I mean? Something like that, where it was like, holy crap. But that was a really fun experience. Um, for me, although I love sledding, that creek, when it froze over, we would set up a little hockey rink. Oh, sure. And we would do, like, knee hockey. And it was... We'd do hockey in the driveway and stuff too, and um, like with just like a little light layer of snow. A little ice time with Dill. Yeah, I mean, it, I have roots on the ice, so um, yeah, it was always a lot of fun, and you know, sure, just a good childhood thing. Good childhood thing. Uh, loved building a big giant mega snowman. But we would always do that at my grandpa's house, and he always got mad because that would kind of ruin the grass. So we'd build it, and it would be gone in like a day because he'd like knock it down sometimes. It was pretty funny. Yeah, those neighbors knocked it down again, Teach. Right. Somebody... <laughs> we built a massive one one year, though. Never was a big igloo guy. There was, there was just too tough to – too much Construct. work. Too much yeah. work for me, to be honest. Do you ever get a good igloo going, Dodge? Uh, or good I, good I, Ford, I, I guess? I always wanted to uh, do a good igloo, but my parents were always yelling at me not to do it because they were scared it would collapse over top of me. Yep, I had had the same same issue. You here. have to have very specific kind of snow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it doesn't really happen here. I feel like a whole lot. I think those are like ice blocks too that they use. Like not for like, sure. Not like, like snow legit. Blocks. Right. Yeah. There was one time when I built a little fort, and I remember like the. 
non-alcoholic like champagne that we would have that I had like a little chair I set up in there and I made like a spot for that champagne so I could put it in the snow and it would stay cold. <laughs> sure. It was pretty legit, but it was also like in the front yard. My mom was just like, what the hell? Like, you're going to have to take that down because I don't want that in the front yard. And like, it stayed there for a couple days because it didn't get warm. And right, right. Uh, it kind of froze over because it got cold. So it was kind of legit. Dill, man, I... I'm going to be honest with you, I'm shocked you didn't pick uh, one of the best things to do in the snow, especially because you can really hit people, play a little snow football. I Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's nothing better than putting on the snow boots, the <laughs> snow pants, and just laying out your younger brothers because they can take the hits because they got the padding on, you know, like, and they're not hitting the ground. That That's, was one of my favorite things. Was, yeah, I mean, that was like the only time people would play tackle football with me. Yeah. It was the only time. At least my brothers, for sure. I've had some excellent... Snow football games under my belt and cherish those memories. Those are very fun. Hopefully we get some good snow pro football games this week. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap it up here. We've, we've been on here for a hot minute catching up. It's been a long time. Yeah, I told you I just wanted to talk today. Who, who doesn't when we, <laughs> when we all get together? Doge, thank you for being on, brother. We're looking forward to getting together for an NBA pod here soon, but good NFL one. Always a pleasure, boys. Looking forward to the NBA talk. Absolutely. Big Diller, thank you for being on, man, as always. Thank you both. I think it was a good pod. I think we had some uh, good points. Some Absolutely. Good, some good bickering. No doubt. And a good rap we're about to hear. I'm not rapping, but I just want to say, wrap it up. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Spread some good positive vibes here at the end of this year. Let's try to go out 2020 with a bang. If we don't talk to you before then, I'm sure that we will. But if not, enjoy your holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Clubhouse.